I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Yan. Hi, I'm Yvonne. Welcome to Lost and Refound Podcast. We're a podcast discussing our personal journeys as modern Asian women and sharing inspiring stories from within our community. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. This is Yan. Hi, guys. And we have a really exciting guest with us here today. Um, this is Colette Leclerc, and you may know her as Colette Prime from Instagram, as well as a couple articles that she's had featured about her, but she's someone that I'm really inspired by, and so we're so lucky to have her on the podcast today, and we're here to welcome her and her story. So Colette, um, would you mind giving a little quick intro to anyone that might be new to our podcast or new to you? Hello, ladies. Uh, yes, awesome. I am so excited to be on this podcast. You and I had connected a couple months ago, like in the middle of quarantine, and then here we are still in quarantine in November. So it's so awesome that we could get together and do this. Um, I am a fashion blogger based in LA. I was in San Francisco when I started my blog in 2017, and I'm actually about to launch a new website, ColettePrime.com. So I've put all of my efforts into that, and I basically help style women with clothes that they're looking for on a budget. That's what I do. And she's incredible. Like if anyone is, and the thing is, I love her Instagram because you're incredibly connected with your followers as well. Every time they, they slack you, they DM you, they're like, hey, where can I find this outfit? You are right on it. So. I am on it. Yes. Yes. I take it very seriously. And that's honestly how, that's, that, that's why I do it. I want to connect with people, you know, like the creative side is fun. But the best part about it is connecting with other women all over the world. So I love that. And where do you find your inspiration for whether it be new styles um, or just new content? Yeah, it's always sometimes you hit a point where you're like, oh, I have not, no good ideas. But what I do is I just get outside. Um, I kind of like refresh my thoughts. I get sometimes getting off social media is the best reset that you can have to be creative. Isn't that funny? Like <laughs> as much time as we spend on it, sometimes I feel like I'm consuming more than I'm creating. So the best thing for me when I hit a roadblock in my creativity is I just get off social media and I go out into the world and I soak it all in. And then my ideas come back. I feel like being on the phone all the time, it just sucks out all the creativity from you sometimes. I don't know if y'all feel like that. That is so 100% true. We always talk about conscious living and mindful living on our podcast. And I find whenever I spend too much time on social media, 
I'm yeah. in this vortex and I'm not living mindfully or consciously. And the yeah. minute I put everything down and step outside, like you said, there's so much inspiration out there. Mm-hmm. There's so many colors, but we are stuck in your phone. Yeah. It's like tunnel vision. You can't see anything else. Yeah. And you're just consuming other people's lives instead of living your own. And you're like, whoa, I, I know everything that these 10 people are doing, but what have I done today? What have I created? I didn't even go outside on a run. It's just the littlest things go the longest way. So I always say when you're just, you find that you aren't, you aren't able to accomplish what you want creatively, get outside and just drop the phone. So that's awesome advice. I'm glad that y'all are on the same page with that. Yes. Yan has this amazing self-care routine and she always tells me about it like every day with her. Actually, Yan, go ahead. <laughs> I, I love your self-care routine. And it's a very you know, long I- self-care routine. <laughs> well, I have to modify it now that I'm starting working again. So <laughs> I don't have as much time, but yeah, I love waking up in the morning. I really like spending time on my skincare routine. I don't like to hurry through things in the morning. I don't look at social media. I don't even look at my phone when I wake up. I used to wake up and turn on podcasts and now I don't even do that. I wake up and I spend time with myself, Mm -hmm. getting ready. Then I do a quick 30 minute workout and then I spend, I'll do anywhere between a 40 minute to a 90 minute meditation. And all of it is to just calm calm my mind because I suffer from um, anxiety and I've suffered through depression throughout my life. So this is the healthiest mindset I've ever been. And it's through this consistent self-care routine. And it's by, like you said, very, very much by uh, unplugging from social media, unplugging from the rest of the world. Why yeah. wake up and look at terrible news out there first thing oh, morning? Yeah. Look at other women that you never, you know, get to that level. Or like, so like, we all know models on social media, they don't look like that in real life either. That's what I love about your, your photos. You don't seem highly edited. There's so many, you know, Yvonne and I from the beauty world, these beauty Instagram photos, they are not real. Oh, and it's almost like they have yeah. a cartoon version of themselves. And that can be interesting too with all the makeup and the glam. But behind that, you're just like, that's not what anyone looks like. We know mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I really, I really agree with what you said. I really love that you being in social media, you're telling people to unplug and go outside. I am. And do you think that this, you said like during, do you think it was during quarantine that you were able to start this new routine where you weren't checking your phone like did quarantine yes. kind of help you because it helped me it definitely helped me quarantine this year has been the biggest wake-up call because i okay. think because we were always in that grind right it's the same routine every single day you never think about anything else right this year has been a huge disruption for everyone you you have to wake up you either wake up and be better or yep. you become angrier there's only yep. two routes you can take so true. Yeah. I feel like before quarantine, I wasn't able to do what you said. I would wake up and I would check my phone and I dive into someone else's life. I dive into thinking about this and this and my emotions would come to me and then I'd feel negative and insecure and not be able to get my work done. But thanks to quarantine, just like you, I started a new routine too, where I'm, I'm taking better care of myself, even though this time is really hard. It's also a blessing. And so I'm so mm-hmm. glad to hear that you changed some things. What about you, Yvonne? Um, yeah, same, similar type of aspect where I have a more of a better self-care routine. I didn't realize how much I wasn't taking care of myself mm-hmm. until quarantine because I, w- 
<laughs> exactly. And because I, I thought I was doing great, right? I was, I was doing my fitness classes. I'm drinking coffee. I'm spending time with friends. And then suddenly I'm realizing that's not doing it for me anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. just, it's almost like the baby food. It's taking, it's, it's very easy to digest and, and you can check all the boxes, but it's actually not giving you like real nutrients. It's not soul food. It's not really feeding my soul. So I, it was a new idea of really what self-care meant for me. And even the, the quality of things I was buying, like we recently were interviewing Anna and the quality of products that I'm using on my body every single day, the clothing I'm, I'm using, right? I'm just taking more detailed choices mm-hmm. to, to make better choices in, in my life. And I think that that's all part about changing my daily habit. Yeah. And, um, and would you be able to dive in a little bit more about your daily habits and, and your own self-care routine that you've that you've changed well, into? Just like both of you, my routine has completely changed because of quarantine. And I am so thankful for it because before I was grind, 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 go, 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 never stop, wake up, check the phone, do social media, take photos, edit photos, repeat. Just no time. I really didn't have a self care routine before. I was more in the mentality that, like, the more you hustle, the more success you have. And that's good, I think, when you're first starting and you're young and you're eager and you're passionate, but it's not sustainable and you get burnt out really, really quickly, which then comes to bite you in the butt because when you have this mentality of go, 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 that mentality is the thing that's going to drain you. And then your work, your work quality goes down, how you're feeling goes down. So it just, it's really not sustainable. So I changed a lot of things once quarantine happened and I couldn't just do the go, go, go. I reframed my business concept. I was doing only Amazon before quarantine. 2020, I switched. I started looking into other products, you know, just like you being more mindful of what the products I'm buying and the quality of them and like looking outside of just fast fashion and just affordable fashion, trying to really do research on like what products are good to put on your skin, your hair, your everything, going for more natural, going for more healthy products, organic products. And spending the time doing the research on that because we have all this time, might as well do the research for that. So my routine right now, so I just moved to Los Angeles two months ago. I'm living by myself for the very first time ever. Congratulations. (laughs) Yes. It's my milestone. I know. I'm 28 and I feel like this is just a, a really exciting chapter because before I've always been in relationships or I lived with girls in college and then right after college I had three roommate, three roommates. And I was in a relationship and lived with that person. So this is brand new to me. So I'm realizing how much time, extra time I have to myself now that I'm not in a relationship, now that I'm not giving it to someone else. And I'm like, whoa, I have all of this time. Now, what can I do that's better for me? I don't want to go and give it away to someone immediately like I have in the past. Like when you're hanging out with friends, when you're distracted, you know, you you love people, but you don't even realize how much time you're giving to people on a regular basis. And that is energy, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, you're giving away your energy. So my new routine is just harnessing my energy, using it for myself, and really just taking time to be alone and being comfortable with being alone for the first time ever as an adult woman and realizing that loneliness is okay and seeking other ways to validate myself outside of having a person who loves me or a person who wants to be with me. So just taking care of myself every day. You know, I wake up in the morning. I recently found God during quarantine. So that's a really big deal for me. Before I was, I, you know, I didn't really have any connection to spirituality. And now, you know, I look up at the sky and I think about God and I pray. And so I'm just 
being more mindful and spiritual and it's a great new routine. I'm really happy about that. That's beautiful. And in connecting with other souls and other spirits, like just in mm-hmm. the universe, that's what yes. I believe we were made for. We were made yeah. to be connected with each other, not just digitally, although that has helped. I've right. connected more closely with my friends uh, virtually than, than ever before. But I think there is there is something there about being truly honest and getting more than the how are you and actually how are you really (laughs) really let's talk about it let's go deep not be surface level let's actually talk about how your soul is not how your business is how your relationship like how is your soul yes exactly and and also getting into deep about how to relate better to my friends um, because I'm relating better to myself as well. I'm learning to be a better friend mm-hmm. and, and Yan and I have gotten closer just in this like short period of time as well. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Oh, and, and I'm sure that you yourself have gotten closer to a lot of your community members. And I know that uh, in April, I think we, when we chatted, you had reached out and said that you're willing to mentor a lot of different members in your own community. I want to know um, what type of learnings and takeaways did you take away from that experience? So yeah, yeah, I think I offered that right when quarantine happened because I realized, well, I have all this time and I think a lot of girls are in the same boat where we're thinking about what we can do with our passion, what we can do to have a side hustle. So I thought, why not offer some tips and advice? And you and I talked, and I think I talked to like 10 other girls who I'm pretty close with right now all over. Um, Most of them were getting right out of school. So they're 22, 23, and they, they had a lot of questions on how to monetize their business, how to turn something into an actual job. And after talking to 10 of you, my biggest takeaway is that we all need to get out of our heads. We're all stuck in our heads and it's really, and I mean, I always knew I got to get out of my head. I got to get out of my own way, but then talking to other girls who are much younger than me, like the number one thing they have is just, they have doubt about themselves. Well, I don't know if I can really do that. I I don't really like taking photos. I don't think I would be good at that. Or I don't, I don't have that many clothes. It's like all this doubt. So my biggest takeaway is like, if we just get out of our own way, and we just start creating and start going, like there's nothing that can stop us. It's really just us who are standing in our own way. Yeah, we are our own worst enemies. We are. Yeah, you two can probably relate to that 100%. I mean, you started this podcast during quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We def- yeah, and <laughs> this is the same journey. We went from not loving ourselves to understanding that you can't love anyone else fully unless you really truly love yourself. and and learning to love yourself it's still a process right there are days when i wake up i'm just like i don't i just don't feel that today Mm -hmm. but but you you just gotta keep going it's it's a practice yeah it is a practice it definitely is it's not gonna happen in a day it's not gonna happen in two days you can't snap your fingers and all of a sudden be comfortable in your skin you really have to work on it every single day and like you said every day is different some days you're not feeling yourself some days you are yeah i would argue it's something that will last rest of your life right? It's, if you think about how long we've been programmed for, you're 28, I'm 38. You know, we've been programmed our entire life yes. to think a certain way. Yes. And so to think you had to deprogram, if it take you to 28 years to program you to the, to the person you are, think mm-hmm. about how long it'll take to deprogram that. So yes. even you get to, you become at a certain point where you feel so confident, you feel like a completely different person, you have to continue to keep working. You can't just stop because the minute you stop, it's really easy for your brain to snap right back to that yep. old person you used to be. 
Yeah, it just takes one image, you know? One photograph can totally change. Oh, look at her, look at her waist, look how skinny she is, look how happy she is. Look, she's in love and I'm not in love. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the old Colette talking. Now let's bring in the new Colette who's connected with her spirituality and finding finding deeper meaning in things. So yeah, it's it's amazing how we need to give ourselves more grace. We need to give ourselves more rest and like take time to, like you said, you have to un you have to unwire everything that your brain's been taught. You have to go through and be like, okay, let's back let's go backwards here. This is wrong. This is the wrong way of thinking, and this is why. And kind of reprogram yourself with like the truth. Yep. Absolutely. Right. And also understand where these thoughts and these lies that were in these stories that we're telling ourselves come from. Mm -hmm. And I was recently just listening to a podcast um, from Manifestation Babe this morning, and she had such a great reminder that happiness is a state, not a goal. Because you're always hearing from other people, like, I want to be happy. Or like you're saying to yourself, I want just want to be happy. You can choose to be happy now. And I yeah. think that that's something that I constantly forget because I'm, I was so used to looking for a status or looking to accomplish different aspects of my life in order mm -hmm. to be happy because I didn't quote unquote deserve to be happy yet. Right. And you, you didn't, you didn't accomplish enough to be happy. Mm -hmm. So you're not happy. It's like, who set these standards? Did you set these standards? Why? You know? Exactly. And, and exactly you, and you just finished like the story because all of us feel and relate to that that sad story almost somehow. And I, I almost wonder how is it possible that so many different people unconnected or not reached or not touched, we all have this same type of want and desire. Where, where did it come from? And sometimes when I really dig back and look back, is it the internet art? Is it brands? Is it marketing? Yeah. And for, for you, like being stuck, in, like, where do you think that comes from? I'm sure you're you mean where does the the idea of happiness has to be x y and z come from like yeah that kind of standard you know i think it is it just goes back to when we were younger and how we've been programmed from tv shows and movies and like oh movies yes, yes. The disney princess like, <laughs> yes the woman always needs the man to be happy you know, we were told that from age 8 and on you know like Every movie we're watching is about the woman meets the man and she falls in love and then she's happy. But before she meets the man, she's like a peasant or something. She's a really unhappy, poor peasant. And then she meets the prince and she's happy. So that's what we were taught at a really young age. And so like, yeah, of course, if we have that standard. And then also when it comes to like success and work, that that does not, that is not equivalent to happiness. There are so many people who are very, very successful. And I've been around a ton of them who, when you look at them on paper, they have everything, but then you hang out with them and they're completely miserable. Why is that? It's because success in your business and your career does not equate to happiness. And so what is happiness? Yeah, you have to decide that for yourself, but we have way more control over it than we think we do. Earlier today, I, I sent Vivant video on um, how to reprogram your brain. It was a video by um, Dr. Lipton and Dr dispenser and it's really interesting and they said programming starts the first seven years of your life because you're at that point your brain is in a theta wave which is like hypnosis wave that's why kids can pick up things so quickly so right. those are crucial years and if you think back when we we're younger think about the disney cartoons that we use this Disney movies, right? How the princes were always rescued by the prince. They're always in some miserable, miserable predicament and the prince comes along and saves them. So mm -hmm. I'm really interested to see now that 
the movies coming out with Frozen and all these, um, they're more about girl empowerment, right? The, the, the girls in their stories are now taking charge. I want to see how this influence this new generation of um, girls are born now and they're growing yeah. up with these kind of movies. And, and now even with Gen Z's, I see a huge difference between Gen Z's and when I was at that age. Even you collect at 20, when I was at 28, I was definitely not thinking about anything around spirituality. No one was talking about mindset. Everyone just like hustle, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. it is a really, for me, I have two young kids, two young girls, and it's really encouraging to see and to see you too. Like you're somebody I want my, my kids to look up to. I don't want them on social media because there's so many influencers. I do not want them to ever follow, but I yeah. do follow you because you give great fashion advice and your, your pictures are always beautiful and they look real. They don't look super edited. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I think I'm, I am, I'm noticing a shift just like you are where you're saying the movies are kind of changing. I mean, even showing like Disney princesses who are different colors and ethnicities. There's like mm -hmm. that Disney movie called Coco or something. Yes. Where like, come on. So we're seeing a lot more diversity for young girls. It's not always this little blonde princess running around, you know, it's changing. And I think that's a really good shift. I'm also, I find, yeah, the Gen Z is way different. Um, they seem more, when I watch them on Instagram or social media, TikTok, they seem more just like content with not wearing makeup and just being themselves and wearing mm -hmm. sweatpants. And I mean, they have their own issues because they've been, you know, raised on social media, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. But I, I do see a shift, you know, we're not idolizing the Kim Kardashians of the world anymore. Gen Z is yes. more interested in someone like Emma Chamberlain, who's a girl who sits in her no makeup, messy bun, hasn't showered for two days, drives around getting coffee and just being a silly 19 year old, you know, right. I think that's how old she is. So like, that is cool. Cause when I was growing up, who did we idolize? Britney Spears, Pamela Anderson. Yes. Um, who are the there weren't a lot of options. There really weren't a lot of no. options. Carmen <laughs> Electra. I'm like thinking, I'm like, why were these people that we're like idolizing and thinking they're so glamorous, you know, or the supermodels of that day, uh, Cindy Crawford. It's like, we're not really putting supermodels and superficial things on a pedestal or I don't think Gen Z is as much. I think it's more about being authentic and real. I think they're sick of the fake, the bull, you know, I don't know. I think so. I, so I do think there's a shift in that. And I think it's going to open the door for a next generation of women to come in who aren't, you know, face tuning, photoshopping everything. It's, it doesn't have to look like the, we don't have to look like the Kardashians to be pretty. I think that mindset is changing. So it's exciting. How yep. old are your daughters? Five and 10. Five and 10. Okay. Yeah. So I will actually love to hear um, when you got started with your blog, your process, you know, what were the difficult journeys that you went through? Were your friends supportive? And, you know, what are some advice you can give young women now who are trying to start a fashion blog? Yes. Yeah. I think so. What I started in 2017, so I just came up with my three years and I started in San Francisco. I went all in on just doing Amazon because I felt like it was a niche that no one else was focusing on. And I thought that they gave me a leg up in something that was different and that would stand out. And I was in accounting before. So I was a CPA. So I had no experience in fashion. I had no experience in social media or marketing, but you don't really need to, you know, I think that's what's so cool about Instagram or social media getting into it is that you don't have to have a background in anything. You can be a scientist and start a fashion blog. It doesn't matter. You know, as long as you put the effort in, I, I do think if you put the effort in, success will happen. A lot of people 
that, you know, I talk to, they, they only give like 20%, you know, they, they have all these big goals and dreams, but when, I, when it comes down to it, you know, I think that you really have to sacrifice a lot. It's all about how much do you sacrifice is how much you're going to succeed in. Like, you know, I, I talk to a lot of girls who, you know, they're still going out and they're still partying and they're going out late on the weekends. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, if you want this to be successful, your fashion blog or your Instagram or whatever, you need to work on the weekends. And every Saturday and Sunday, you can take some days off, but usually you got to be ready to work and you got to be ready to go. So uh, when I started in 2017, I was still doing my accounting job. So every hour that I wasn't doing my accounting job, which was the weekends mm -hmm. and the nights, I was working on my blog. Mm -hmm. There was no time for friends. There was no time for socializing. You know, I didn't hang out with people for like that, that first year until I started making money. And then I was like, okay, I monetized this. Now I can start seeing friends again. But if anyone wanted to see me, it had to be like a coffee at 11 a.m. There was no like nighttime dinners or meet at the bar, the wine bar, do a weekend trip with the girls that I completely cut out. So um, when I started my blog, I gave it my all. I didn't give it 20%. I didn't give it 90. I gave it a hundred percent. And I was just so confident. I don't know where that came from. I'm just like, I was so confident that it was going to work out, that there was no way that it wasn't mm -hmm. going to work out. If that makes sense. Like I was like, yep. nope, this is, this is going to work out and nothing. Nope. You're not getting my way. You're not getting my way. Um, and I mean, my parents thought I was completely crazy. Like my mom and my dad, you know, they are very uh, more conservative and they like follow the rules. My dad's a lawyer. So for them, they're like, you're going to make, wait, how can you, how you're quitting your business job to go work at a Pilates studio. And then you're going to start this blog and do a side hustle. How? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't get, don't stress. This is just something I know is going to work. I have a plan and this is how it's going to work. So I didn't. My parents, my family supported me in the beginning, but I don't, I don't really think you need that. You know, like they're not going to understand it. It has to be coming from you and your parents yeah. might be like, this makes no sense to me, girl. Like this is crazy, which, you know, my parents, it didn't make sense to them. They support me, but I was going to do what I was going to do. So I started working at a Pilates studio. I did that four times a week and I was able to work on my blog. I, I was the check-in girl. So mm -hmm. when people would come and check in for Pilates, I'd check them in then the class would start and I'd just be like plugging away on my blog. So I gave it all, I gave it my all. And about, you know, five months in, I was already able to pay my rent with it because I was just going, going, going. Incredible. That is really amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, from the start though, I went in with it with how to monetize from it. I didn't do the other way. Yep. So there's another way to do it where some people are like, I just want to be creative and create art. And, you know, if something comes my way, if I get a brand deal, great, but I just want to create art. I had the business background mm -hmm. in accounting. I got my master's in accounting too. So I was like, no, I have to monetize or I can't, I can't make this work. Like, yes, it's mm -hmm. fun to take photos and create art, but it, it's not fun if it's not paying the bills because we mm -hmm. have to live, we have to pay our rent, we have to eat. So yeah. I went into it from a very like business mindset and so I was like, how do I monetize? Oh, Amazon has an influencer program. You get commission based on clicks. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I went in with how to monetize and then I put the creative on top of it. That is really, really smart because it's true. Most people go in thinking, hey, I like to do this. This mm -hmm. is one of my hobbies. Let me show the world and let's hope yeah. this will make let's some hope. money. And yeah. I definitely went that route too. And 
it is so hard to monetize off your blog, especially nowadays, without a plan. Yeah. And and without persistence to like like you said, you need to be persistent. This is something if you want to do like when I try to write blog, it's not I spend an hour. You literally spend hours planning yeah. and then filming and then taking photographs and then writing. It takes a lot of time. So persistence is very, very important. And also I really love that there, you, there was an intuition that was driving you and you yeah. trusted that intuition. Mm -hmm. You didn't overwrite that by listening to anyone else. You trusted yourself. And right. that's something I think most people need to learn to trust themselves, including myself. Yeah. I still need to learn to trust myself, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, it's incredible that because you trust yourself and you're persistent, you know, look where you are now. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I think, yeah, it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning that a lot of women, a, lo a lot of women and men, we just, we're our own worst enemy and we're getting in our own way. We're like, well, the idea is not that good. Well, I mean, I'm, it might not be that good, but if you put effort into it, it will be good, right? People, people appreciate consistency and being, like you said, being persistent with it, constantly putting up a blog post and then telling people you put up the blog post and then telling them 10 more times telling them to the point where they're like, okay, Colette, you told me 30 times about your blog post. I think I got it. That's how, that's how persistent you have to be. You have to really just push it, push it, push it, push it. And just don't be afraid to do self-promotion. A lot of people get in their heads about promoting themselves. I'm like, you should wear a shirt with your website on it. You know, mm -hmm. down the street with this is www. And then your name.com. You yep. always be promoting yourself like both of you everywhere you go here's our podcast here's our podcast here's a link you know constantly promoting yourself people catch on to that like I mean I guess she's taking this seriously because she's you know she's just she's meeting proud me. of it she's proud of it and she's meeting me on the street and she's telling me about it you know be proud of it yeah we, we gotta do that Yvonne I yeah I absolutely we but that's the thing like we we're, when we're telling our friends like that was the mindset that um a lot of a lot of other like classes and mentors that was the first thing don't be afraid because even if it's not perfect people want to be a part of the imperfection they love yeah. the behind the back the scenes what are they gonna click on more the perfect kim kardashian like oh yes this is how i get ready and it's everything yeah. so edited and beautiful and no because no one does that in their real homes they want to hear and see all the mistakes what are people's favorite things to see on youtube bloopers <laughs> and exactly. just people laughing at themselves yeah and having joy and fun and as soon as they started to realize that because that was something i like seeing too then i'm like hey you know what keep all the ums keep all the i don't know is in and it's okay like even with our podcast i'm like yeah it's okay i don't you know if you don't edit me i'm gonna be okay <laughs> are and people i mean people pick up on it they're like yeah she's just talking that's how she talks it doesn't have to be perfect and you get better as you go so you kind of have to make those mistakes and the next time you say Oh, uh, you know, I heard myself. I said this a couple times, and I want to make sure next time I don't say that. So you have to make the mistakes to learn from them, right? So give yourself a little credit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And that self awareness, too, because Ian and I talk about this all the time. We don't realize what we actually do say until we listen to ourselves. We're like, yeah, uh, did I really say that? Do I sound like this? The first few episodes were a pain to edit. <laughs> Is there, is, I always say the first 40 times you try something, that's my number, 40. First 40 times you do something is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be awkward. You're going to look weird. You're going to sound weird. You're going to be talking out one side of your mouth going, I didn't know I talked out of the, the left side of my mouth. 
you're going to notice things you never noticed before. So give yourself 40 times, 40, not one or two. You got to give yourself some time. And then, you know, but I think most people who succeed in something, they're just the ones who didn't quit. Yes. Everyone else quit. So they're the last one standing. It really comes down to that, you know? Yep. Actually, my husband started um, business mindset coaching this year and from through his students, the two number one things that they, they write into is number one is they don't want to market themselves. People are shy about marketing themselves. They will do all the behind the scene work. They're completely happy to come up with a brand to like write all the stuff to work on their website, but they don't want to do the marketing piece. And number two is they feel like this space, like whatever they want to do is already being overtaken. So there's so like, there's enough fashion bloggers out there. There's no way I can make it now in 2020. So what would you say to those people that are saying, Hey, Colette, there's no way I can, I can do fashion blog now. I would. Yeah. I, it goes back to absolutely. You can, if you believe that you can, and you put in hundred percent and you promote yourself and you tell everyone about it and you're proud of it, it will work. You know, everything you put into it, you will get back. If you just put 20% in and you'll just get 20% back, you know, mm-hmm. and you'll just get 20 clicks. But if you put a hundred percent in, you might get a thousand clicks. Or if it's a blog, if it's a website, whatever it is, um, I just think, you know, words, words are very, very powerful. What we say about ourselves and the way we think about ourselves kind of controls our actions for that day. So if you start off and say, you know what, I don't think this is, this is not going to go well, then it's probably not going to. Or I don't think this sweater is going to sell. It doesn't look that good in the photos. It's probably not going to sell then. But if you're like, no, this sweater is good and I, I rocked it and it's a good one and they're going to love it. I mean, your words are very, very powerful. So I just advise people to not talk down on themselves ever, ever. I mean, if something really bad happens, you can say, okay, I made a mistake, but you just got to be talking positively about yourself regularly. And then you'll start to believe it. And then you will act differently Mm -hmm. around people. And you'll be more confident when you're promoting yourself. You're like, yeah, this is a really sick website. This is a really good song that I have, you know? This is a good podcast. This does have good tips. You have to believe in yourself and you have to speak better about yourself. And looking, it goes back to looking at what other people are doing. It doesn't matter if there's a ton of fashion bloggers right now and you want to be a fashion blogger because what they're doing is not what you're going to do. What works for them is not going to work for you. And that's the beauty of it. So really, if you are true to yourself, you're authentic to who you are, there's zero competition. There aren't a million, I mean, there's maybe a ton of people sharing fashion, but there's no one sharing fashion like I'm sharing fashion. Exactly. Yep. And there's a ton of podcast industry. People will tell you that there's so many podcasts. You can't start a podcast. There's too many. Well, no one's podcast is talking about what I'm talking about. It's Mm -hmm. specific to you. So there is no competition if you look at it from that standpoint. If if you're going to base your business model off of someone else, then yeah, it might not do well because you're just copying them and you're not doing you. Exactly. Find your niche. Yes. And And own that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to tell a story um, about the first time I heard about your blog was through Yvonne. We were working um, at Ipsy and we were in the elevator and I was like commenting. I was like, I really love your shirt. She goes, I got it off Amazon. I'm like, what? I was like, I never find anything good on Amazon. They're all, every time I buy something, it's really cheap. The clothing is always really cheap. And she goes, oh, you have to follow Colette Prime. I'm like, who's Colette? Is she part of Amazon? Right. I know. The so name. This whole niche, that, that's right there. That 
name has always stuck with me because Amazon Prime, I shop there all the time, right? So Colette Prime, that just became a thing. I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly who she is now. So yeah. find, having that niche and find that name that really resonate with what you're trying to tell, what you, what you're, the message you're trying to share. Yes, the name is very powerful. It really is. I mean, it, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. At first, when I started my blog, it was primefashion.com. And then it was primefashion on Instagram. And I thought, wait a minute, I don't work for Amazon. So why would I call it Prime Fashion? I'm just talking about fashion. So it should be my name and then Prime. And then, so I think, yeah, when you really think about the name, that that does make a big difference, you know? I think it does. And when you think about what's what, what will stick and what you're going for, because even if I'm not working for Amazon, which I'm doing more stuff outside of Amazon right now, I can still say I'm in my Prime and you are too. So that's where I got Prime. You know, absolutely. So yeah, it's versatile. So yeah, thinking a lot about how you're going to market your brand, how you're going to talk about it, and what that name is going to be—that's that plays a big role. And you were absolutely so clear about your story and your purpose, and that's why everything seems like it fell right into place. It was just oh, it wasn't as if like you know you were so lucky. You put on a lot of work to make mm-hmm. that happen. Oh, I appreciate that. That's really sweet of both of you. Yeah, I think I was very specific from the start because I knew I only had a certain amount of time to get it going before my parents were like, <laughs> hey, Colette, um, you're still working at this Pilates studio. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you got a degree in accounting and I think it's best if we stick to, you know, before people started asking questions. So I was like, I don't want to deal with this in three years and everyone at Thanksgiving, we're all sitting there and like, so Colette, um, How's the business going? I'm like, well, it has, <laughs> I haven't really made any money yet, but I'm still going for it, which it might take you three years. Let me back that up. It might. So don't put a time limit on it, but that kind of helped me where I was like, I'm just going to go all in on it and see if this can work. And I'm not even going to, you know, waste any time on anything else. And then to that point, um, how do you see yourself growing? I know that you have uh, definitely advertised a new website, which I'm really excited to see. And what are the next steps for you? Yeah, so quarantine really made me take a step back and think about what the next step is. So it's definitely going to be this new website, uh, ColettePrime.com, and it's going to have fashion finds from all kinds of websites all over the internet. Because I, I realized what I am really good at is finding quality stuff on sale, finding quality stuff on a budget. It might be last season from Nordstrom Rack, but it's still stylish. It's still trendy. And I'm just going to go all in on that, you know, finding deals, finding, helping women style themselves for events, their big events, their small events, hanging out at home. I just want to go all in on that. You know, I was thinking about branching out and doing other things like on YouTube, which maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do more styling stuff, uh, longer video formats. But for now, I'm just focusing on this fashion website and it can go in any direction any year from now, but I'm using the same business model. I used in 2017 is that I'm just going to be very specific about what I'm doing. Hey, this is my site and this is where all my energy is going. And then if a year from now I have a YouTube and I have a podcast and I have other things, that's great, but I'm not going to go all in on other things. I'm just going to be specific and then I can build on that. Yes. That's another really great tip for our listeners is going all in on one thing. Yes. That's, that's the mistake I often make. And my husband always call me out. As soon as I start something, I have to start like five projects at once. Yes. And then I get burned out. He's like, well, no wonder. Can you please just calm down and pick one thing? Yes. You're passionate about a lot of things, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. It's really a good thing. And sometimes you have to 
you know, smack yourself. Like, no, 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 you're going this way, but we're supposed to go this way. Remember, let's keep the deadline because that's, I mean, that's what's so special about being your own boss and creating your own thing is that you can choose where you put your time. Mm-hmm. You have to choose wisely, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's the exciting part about it, but you can definitely get caught up in that constantly trying to be everything for everyone, which is impossible. Yep. And, and how do you keep reminding yourself that where your sole purpose comes from? Uh, I, I think I just look back at that first year when I first started and I had, I took off and I was able to leave my accounting job, change my life. Um, I just look back at what worked in the past. So mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, Clet, you're going in a million directions. We've done this before. We know what works. So I, you know, I got lucky in that aspect where the first time I did it, of course there's bumps in the roads. I made plenty of mistakes in the beginning, but it worked. My business model worked the first time. So luckily I just go back to that every time I try and go in a million directions. Like, no, no, no. Does that, does that monetize? Can you monetize from that? Of course it's fun to be creative and do fun things, but you know, that doesn't help my business technically. What helps my business is grinding on online and looking and looking for items that girls are asking me to find, which could take an you know, four hours to find one girl address. So I know that that helps my business. Whereas like all the other stuff is just fun. So mm-hmm. kind of like giving myself a reality check. I'm like, okay, this is fun. And this is for business. Oh, that's really, really good to be able to have that with self-awareness and yeah. also that reminder. I think I have to keep a notebook of like what's working and what's not <laughs> in order to keep reminding. Definitely keep a notebook because you don't know one day you might be interviewed five years down the road you're gonna be like, what was it that I was doing then? And that really helped me as I kept, I mean, I have like tons of Word documents where I just wrote down stuff like, this is how it's working, this is how it's going, and this is how it's, I'm making money. And just keeping a journal of that, that's really, really helpful. So you can look back and then be like, why am I trying to change so much when I could just keep doing what I'm doing? Because it's working. And that's right? what you're special. That's like, what's special about you? I think we all kind of forget when we're, into other people's lives and stories. We forget what makes ourselves special. Mm-hmm. And because we're trying to find that special, we think someone else is more special at some point. <laughs> yeah, that is a toxic way of thinking. Yeah, you got to realize like your power is you just being you. That's what makes you so powerful. That's what people are attracted to, right? Mm-hmm. They're coming to you because you're you, not because you're like some famous person, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Because we don't want to replicate any of that. We don't need to replicate any of that. And right. that's yeah, such a great reminder. Um, and actually, I have a, um, a personal question. I was wondering, how do you keep making space for all your new styles and all the new things? Because every time, especially during the holidays with gifting, I'm buying more. Mm-hmm. And where do you get the space? It is such a good question. It is definitely difficult. I am a big fan of the clothing racks, the hanging clothing racks. They don't look beautiful. They take up some space, but they are amazing, especially if you get a two-tiered one, just Mm. like a big metal rack, $100 on Amazon, or you can get them all sorts of places, probably Target. Mm -hmm. That is what I do. I have about five of those. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I, (laughs) I have three in this room right now. Luckily, in my new apartment that I moved to, I have a very big closet, which is great. But as time goes on, I might, you know, have a fourth. I have one that's collapsed. But yeah, I'm using three right now. So, but that's different because that's my job. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I'm constantly having, you know, buying and checking out new clothes. 
but yeah, I mean, it's difficult. It definitely is difficult to organize, but if you're organized, you'll go through stuff and you'll be like, wait a minute, I haven't worn this in six years. Come on. It's time to give it up. It's time to donate it or you can resell it and make some money on it. Yes. Yes. I'm in that process now, understanding how to let go. I think I still have some trouble letting go of some purses that I've gotten yeah. received as gifts. I'm telling you, I have some purses that are really ugly. Like I'm not going to use them ever, but I can't let go of them right now. <laughs> they take up a lot of room. Purses and shoes take up yep. the most room. You can find ways to put jeans and drawers and others, t-shirts and, t- and tops, but oh yeah, shoes and purses take up the most space. So yeah, just cycling through those. And I mean, setting up shelves too on my mm-hmm. wall and I've, I've hung um, purses that way where I put little hooks on the wall and I just have like half of a wall dedicated to my hanging purses. And then they're right there. They're not taking up closet space. They're just right on the wall. Wow. I would love to see a video of that. I, I think that your like closet space would just be incredible. <laughs> so. it, would, it would be fun. It would be really fun. Shoes. I have the hardest time with, I'm telling you, like, I don't know exactly what I have a ton of shoe racks, but you know, boots, I have a lot of tall boots, very like coming up to my thigh. Yes. And like, those are the hardest to store for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, actually, when you recently did an Instagram video about um, a shoe rack, a boot rack that you got from yes. Target. So I actually bought that and I have one. It's amazing. And then I also have a rolling shoe rack too that fits. It's supposed to fit 50 pairs of shoes, but because um, Malinka, my my fiance, he's got really big shoes. You, you can only fit half because you're trying to like balance them, but they probably would have fit 60 like of my shoes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Where'd you get that? Also from Target. Okay, Target. Yeah, Target's good. Yeah, there's some good options out there. And of course, I always always have to give all the designers every single year, there's always some really neat safe spacing way to create new designs. Like even in the kitchen, I have a uh, kitchen drying rack that goes over my sink. So now I'm seeing how people are able to design, right? The architecture of not creating, yeah, not just creating beautiful uh, uh, organizational spaces, but also how do you save more space? Because right. yeah. And, and, the kitchen, and when you take up that space, the drying rack on the actual bar next to the sink, that takes up so much space. It's such a good point. Yeah. Wow. So I it, love that. Yeah. So I've kind of looked at it like, okay, so I have my closet to clean. What are the other areas of my life that I really need to clean up? Um, because I realized when I started feeling clutter, especially now that I'm in quarantine and working from home, I'm realizing how cluttered my, my world yes, is. <laughs> yes. yes. I, when I moved to LA, I decided I made a very, I made a very big decision. I said, you know what? I'm just going to get a place, my own place. And I'm just going to dedicate it to my work. So I don't, I'm a minimalist in that way. I don't have any furniture. I just have my desk and my bed. I don't have a couch and I don't have a table to eat food on. I just, I I know I just decided I'm going to go all in on work. So I have my clothes, I have my shoes, my boots, and I have my photography studio. So Mm -hmm. I can take photos and I use an entire wall for that and almost half of the living room. So I had a choice. I'm either going to have a photography studio here, or I'm going to have a nice couch and a TV. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to do the couch. I'm going to go all in on the work side of things. So yeah, I feel that on the cluttered. If I tried to have a couch in here and I tried to have a dining room table in here, I would just feel so claustrophobic. Mm. (sighs) Yeah. Dedication. It is dedication. I don't think I could do it for, you know, much. I don't think I could do it for five years, but I can do it for a year or two while I'm still hustling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially now during quarantine is perfect time. 
no one's coming <laughs> over. <laughs> so. That's what I told myself. I was like, I'm not going to be hosting people. And I'll, you know what? I'll have a friend who, who likes hosting more than I do. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. we always try to have everything at once. Our business, our perfect home, our perfect this. But like sometimes you don't have everything at once. The perfect car. You know, I don't even have a car here. So I'm just like, I'm still acting like I'm a college kid. You know? I don't <laughs> Honestly, have- it's best not to host. Because when you go somewhere, you can leave whenever you want. You don't have to clean up afterwards. <laughs> So true. I'd rather prepare anything, just bring some wine, you're good. <laughs> so true, so true. Yeah, on my uh, Bumble BFF, I'm going to say, looking for someone who's willing to host. That's- <laughs> <laughs> it's important. It's always important to have like that one friend. <laughs> some people love it. Some people really love it and they take pride in it. They like have all the utensils and the plates and the candles. And I think that's great. That is just not where I'm at, you know, mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I have a fashion question for you. Okay. Um, so sometimes, especially with fast fashion um, on Amazon or anywhere else, it's hard to tell what quality you're buying. What yeah. are some tips you can give our audience when they're buying online? Yeah, that is, you know, it's really difficult because in order to get to where I am now, I have had to buy a lot of bad clothes in the past. Mm-hmm. I've had to buy a lot of bad stuff and I've kind of studied the fabrics and how it's cut and why it isn't good and where is it coming from? Okay. You know, looking more into that. So it does take time when you're buying. I, I just think, you know, I want to say like, just go to my website because everything on my website I know is quality and I vetted it completely, but that's not a good enough answer. So I think, um, it's hard though, because there's so many new websites that are coming up that I'm checking out. I'm like, is this going to be good? And you just don't know. Cause you're like, it's just an online website and they can make the photos look good. Like anyone can make photos look good. They're stating photos from everywhere, right? Like yes. I have bought so many things on Instagram that's drop shipping that I did was not aware. And three months later it arrives. I've completely forgot about it first place and it arrives and it looks nothing like the picture. So I'm like, yep. what is this? <laughs> what a waste of money and effort. And then you can't return it. So you just yep. feel really, you feel like you just got scammed and it's just such a bummer. Yeah. I, I definitely stay away from like Instagram ads and stuff like that. And I just go by what I see people I like wearing in those brands. Mm, okay. Checking them out. So, but it's hard to vet them for yourselves because you're taking a risk every time you buy from a new site. You know, their size two could be really like a size double zero and you can't even fit one leg in it. And you're like, well, that was a waste of my time. So yeah, it is better to maybe go by what someone else you, you trust is saying to wear. Cause a lot of people, you know, they'll just wear anything and they'll post it and they'll sell it. And you know, that's just how they make money. They just put it on, try it, take a photo in it, but they never wear it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like kind of feeling out people like, do you think this person actually likes this clothes or they're just trying to sell the clothes? I think it's, you know, good to just follow people that you trust and not just like someone who's spitting out clothes left and right. Absolutely. And you're definitely someone that people trust and that we trust. So thank you. you I take a lot of pride in that. I try to really just find clothes that I know are going to be good quality because what benefit is it if I recommend something and someone gets it and it looks terrible on them? They're going to be like, I'm never going to go, I'm going to unfollow this girl and I'm never going to trust her again. That's a lot. Reputation matters a lot. So I don't want to have a bad reputation. So yeah, I put a lot of effort into finding clothes that I know are going to be good quality. Absolutely. And we're very excited for your website. Thank you. And I know that we're heading up to time, but we always love to end our podcast with a favorite quote. And 
Yes. Please go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I had I wrote down a couple. Okay, great. I I like quotes about um since I talked about earlier, like I think the key to success is like how much you're willing to sacrifice, how much you're willing to give up. Like you gotta give up the good to get to the great. Um, so one one quote I really like is there's no elevator to success. You got to take the stairs. And I just think that's really an important reminder that I keep telling myself that you can't just go up and say, okay, I got it. I succeeded everything I wanted. That was a super, that was super easy. It's always going to be hard, but also at the same time, like you got to choose your hard. It's hard to be poor. It's hard to be rich. It's hard to be athletic. It's hard to be overweight. You know, you got to choose it. It's all hard though. I think mm -hmm. it's all hard, but like there is no easy way to success. Right. And that there's is, not always yeah. a ceiling, right? Because you yeah. could keep, you don't want to tell yourself like, oh yeah, this is it. And where else can I go from here? Or like, I'm just always going to stay here because then you become comfortable. And yeah. sometimes with comfortable, like you don't always grow. Yeah, it's very true. And that's such a re relevant quote because another thing my husband's been telling me through his coaching is a lot of um, young professionals in their early 20s are coming to him saying, hey, I'm frustrated because I'm not a millionaire at 25 because okay. they're seeing all of these young millionaires on Instagram, right? On yeah. Facebook and on YouTube. But what they're not seeing is number one, they're not seeing the work they have put behind. Like you're 28, you're successful because you put all the work behind it that they're not seeing. And yeah. number two, they're expecting because she's 25 or 28, she is here, I'm 25, 20, 28, then I should also be here. Mm -hmm. But it's like you said, it's not an overnight success. Not that I'm oh. 25, I'm automatically going to be a millionaire if I do the same thing as Colette does that's not how it works and it's very true you have to take the stairs there is absolutely no elevator for anything you want in life there's really not yeah you got to say no to a lot of things you got to say no to the fun brunch on saturday with your friends and you got to not watch their instagram stories to see how fun it is <laughs> you got to turn your phone off and you gotta say i'm not gonna watch that because it's gonna make me feel like i missed out and instead i'm gonna log into my website and do some coding or change some things or maybe just like learn something on youtube you know like so mm -hmm. yeah it's really easy to look at people and be like oh they're so successful it look they make it look so easy but there is no easy way right and then in 10 years from now you'll be the one traveling all around they'll be like oh i shouldn't have gone to that brunch i should have been working <laughs> right yeah, the brunch you know the brunch is always going to be there it's not going to go anywhere and it's like, you know, not living for the now, like it's either, you know, smile now, cry later, or cry now and then smile later. And I choose the cry now and smile later. <laughs> yes, that's a good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that we want anyone crying here, but you know, sometimes you, it's hard, to, it's hard to start your own thing. And like, there will be lows. That's my point. Like, it's, yeah. there are going to be times when you feel really lonely or isolated or feel like you're giving up so much to get to your goals, but it'll all, you know, it all pays off. Yeah. If you have the drive, you have the passion, be persistent and you, it will pay, it definitely will pay off and manifest, right? If you, like you say, if you already know you're going to make, make it happen, yeah. you go, you know, in the deepest of your soul, this is going to happen. The universe is going to make it happen because yeah. you're working along with the universe to make this happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, a lot of times, you know, I'll meet people who are just starting out and they'll say, oh yeah, I'm an actor or I'm a, a musician or I'm a fashion blogger. And I say, okay, give me your website. 
give me your song, give me your IMDb, your movie that you're in or your show. I'm like, oh, I don't have that yet. I don't have, or I'm like, okay, well, give me your reel. Like, show me some videos. If you're an actor, show me some videos, show me some monologues. And you know, a lot of times, oh, I don't have that yet. So it's great to say that, you know, you're going to be a successful person. It's going to be great, but like back that up with some work. And then there's no way you can fail at that point. Mm -hmm. If you meet someone and they're like, I'm this. And they say, okay, show me your link. And you have a link ready to go. They're like, oh, wow, you really are this. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many followers you have or whatever. It's just like, if you have something to show for what you're saying about yourself, it's going to work out. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is, and that's how you do it. <laughs> and, that, and that is exactly how you do it. <laughs> how you do it 101. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Colette, for spending time with us today. And we really hope that we can we can chat with you again. Um, I'm really grateful to just know you and, and have you as a friend. So um, I hope that we can reach out and do this again soon. Me too. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me on here, ladies. And I can't wait to listen to this episode and keep up with y'all with your other episodes. Yeah. Can you um, actually, can you share where our audience can find you? Yes. Okay. So best to find me is on Instagram. That's my main platform at Colette Leclerc underscore. I'm working on getting rid of that underscore, but it's there for now. <laughs> then uh, my website is ColettePrime.com. Okay. And we'll link everything in the uh, episode details as well. Yes. I really appreciate that. Right. Thank you so much, Colette. All right. Thank you. Good night. You Good too. Night. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We really appreciate your support for our little podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it will mean the world to us if you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. This will help more people discover our podcast. You can find Lost and Refound podcast on Instagram at lost.and.refound. If you want to email us, you can do so at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you stay positive and creative. Bye.